This is Lucy, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Expats with Lucy Jan, where I interview expats from all across the globe to share their inspiring and motivating stories. Today I'm here with Pauline Mura. She is the founder and the host of Meet the Expats podcast, which is one of the popular podcasts for expats. On her podcast, she interviews expats from all around the world to share their unique stories and experiences. And I am a huge fan of her podcast as well, so definitely go and check it out. Uh, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Pauline herself also lived abroad as an expat for many years. She was born uh, in Paris, France. Then she grew up in Ireland and South Africa. She briefly studied in Japan and the United States uh, as well and worked uh, in the UK, France and Ireland. I mean, so many countries. I am so curious about her journey. Welcome to the show, Pauline. Super happy Hi, to Lucy. have you here today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for the great introduction. The popular podcast. Wow. Popular podcast. It is popular. It's one of the popular, you know, you know, podcasts. It's <laughs> funny. It's always here. strange realizing, oh, wow, there are actually people listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a listener and I really enjoy listening to your podcast. So anyone, you know, who's interested in, you know, listening to other people's like live journey in different countries, definitely go check it out. I'm a huge fan as well. <laughs> so as I said in the intro, you lived in many different countries. So can yes. you give us a, yeah, can you give us a, a brief overview of, you know, all the places that you lived and when sure. and why you decided to move there? Okay, so as you said, I was born in Paris. I stayed there two years, uh, so from zero to two, and then my parents moved abroad to Ireland, Dublin. So my dad worked in a large company, it was Schneider Electric, so you might know it, and he was able to make an internal move and moved with that company on those old golden like expat wow. contracts. <laughs> nice. Hey, expat contracts in the days. <laughs> <laughs> so many benefits. <laughs> those days are over now, but yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I was two years old, moved over to Ireland with my parents. So for me, didn't really understand what was going on. Obviously at two years old, have no memories of the move or anything. For me, I just grew up in, in Dublin. That's how I went. Uh, we stayed seven years. As you know, the classic acts, but oh, we're only going for three years. Seven years later, <laughs> that's when you decide to move. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Things extend slightly, you know. Um, and so I went to English school straight away, well, Irish school. Mm. Uh, my parents made that choice to not put me in the French school because apparently the level, the reputation it had in Dublin was not the best. London, I think they might have mm. made a different choice, but the Dublin one wasn't amazing. So as I was pretty young, still learning French at the time, starting to speak, they put me straight into the deep end English school. So I basically learned the two languages at wow. the same time. And yeah, so that was my childhood. And then at the age of nine, we moved to South Africa. So this was for me the first 
big move where I was actually conscious of the whole thing and it came wait why why are we moving I'm gonna have to leave mm. my friends there was a lot of crying and letters sent with the you know your childhood friends <laughs> you grown up with them so it was hard um it was also a lot of interrogation of not knowing what was gonna not knowing anything about South Africa. And it was a time where we didn't have the internet, you know? And you're nine yeah. years old. And I pictured the savannah. That's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lots of like animals and stuff like that, right? Like, exactly. South Africa, I yes. Like a yes. lion roaming around mm. the garden or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Out, but that was not the case. <laughs> um, we moved to Johannesburg. So, yeah, you know, very well built modern mm. city. Um, mm. and it was pretty amazing because this suddenly the lifestyle changed completely where Johannesburg you're in these massive houses with big gardens everyone has help you know there's personnel um, helping you that's how, that's how it is in South Africa that's the, the life in many African countries also there there is a bit of that um, and suddenly I was in a French school also, so that was a big difference. Um, <laughs> from English school to like Irish school to French school. Exactly. So wow. there was one thing I did not mention is my time in Ireland just to make sure that I actually had a good level of French because my parents knew at some point I would be switching back into the French school system most likely. Um, I did French classes by my correspondence. So, how do you say that? Um, distance. So it was it. Basically, they'd send you over your homework, and then you'd send it back. But oh, oh wow! Mail, like snow mail. Oh really? <laughs> back, well, back. wow! I mean, this was the nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things have I'm 36, by the way. So yeah, this was the 90s. <laughs> okay, wow, interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. So wow. they'd, um, my mom would teach me, yeah, basically teach me French, um, give me French lessons through this mm -hmm. like um, male, male school, I would say, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so at least I got in with. The right level of French, like I had the grammar and I was speaking well. <laughs> wow, it's amazing that like you're able to, you know, I think I, your parents did really well in terms of language, mm -hmm. right? Because like when yeah. you're, yeah, when you are born in like English speaking country or living in a, you know, uh, you know, French speaking country, it's very difficult to learn two languages at the same time. I think uh, it requires a lot of parents' help. Right. So like for you to at the young age, like went to English speaking school, but like at the same time you learn French. So you were bilingual now. So like it's, yeah. it's really amazing, I think. Yeah, I think at that age, you're really a sponge. So you pick up mm. everything. What I've heard from um, parents these days is what they say is, yeah, the kid picks it up very quickly. Then there's just a question of it might take a little bit more time um just to get the languages settled because your your brain is sort of pulled on one side and and the other and it's two different logics going on at the same time <laughs> that you're learning um but for me like i always spoke french at home and it's always been like that so i was always exposed 
to both languages during that time mm. in uh, in Ireland. Oh, that's cool. So, so like born in Paris and then moved to Ireland and uh, you know lived there for seven years and then uh, moved to South Africa and you you were there for how many years in South Africa? Four, four and a half. Wow, four and a half years. Four and wow. A half years, yes, from the age of uh, nine to thirteen. Oh wow! And then did you move back to? France or France. Ireland? Yes. Oh, okay. After that, we moved back to France. Uh, that was a hard one. Um, for me, it was yeah. really like the first time living in France. It was those teen years also. I think that definitely plays. Um, you're sort of still figuring out what your identity is, what you yeah. like, the different cliques. And plus moving in the middle of a school year. So it doesn't like a turn on the Yeah, I'm sure, it, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm sure it has been a difficult kind of adjustment, you know? Like, yeah, it was totally extremely different. difficult yeah. just to like mm -hmm. blend in, understand yeah. what were sort of the trends there. It was so different in terms of way of life, in terms of trends, in terms of what the kids were talking about, the music they were listening to, the fashion they were wearing. Can, yeah, hard to yeah. blend in, hard to understand exactly. where we're at, and also you're you're struggling yourself as just mm -hmm. a teenager at the same time. Exactly, exactly. Especially like thirteen and fourteen. That's like the age where. <laughs> <laughs> I think even if you don't move, you're any struggling. Exactly. So exactly. That exactly. Layer That's changed on top. Exactly. Uh, where you don't have your the support of the friends you used mm -hmm. to have that you, you mm -hmm. sort of built the built up with before those relationships, and you're starting from scratch. Um, which in a way it means like you sort of have this blank page, and I think I sort of navigated a little bit from click to click for a little while before I sort of found my tribe in a way. Mm -hmm, got it. And then you, okay, you came back to Paris, uh, 13, 13. So it wasn't Paris. It was actually uh, Angoulême, which is a small town close to Bordeaux. Oh. So I think that was so... Bordeaux, ooh, Bordeaux wine. <laughs> <laughs> Bordeaux wine, yes. So it's an hour away <laughs> from Bordeaux. Um, and very small town in, in which so most of the kids have not, like, lived anywhere else mm, very exclusive um, community i guess exactly a bit of an exclusive community some of the kids had been in the same class since preschool you know they'd known each other since they were three years old not all of them but a big majority yes. um, yeah it makes it harder you know as a new new uh new <laughs> color exactly You're coming from south africa it's so yeah, exactly <laughs> Well, I'm sure it has been a difficult kind of transition. And then, so you, yeah. so you, you, you were back to France, and then I know that you, you, you studied in Japan for a while. How, how did yes. that like happen? And then, like, what? How old were you? And yeah, yeah. So I was 17. Um, yeah, I moved there from the age of 17 to 18, and for my very last year of high school. So. My father, again, uh, got this new job opportunity. He loves Japan. He had already lived there before he was born. Speaks oh, wow. Japanese, just loves the culture. Wow. So for him, it was, yes, like straight away. Like, there was no come question. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was going back. Um, 
And so I was towards the end of my high school. This uh, we got the announcement. I'd say it was probably early in my second last year. So that's première in France. I didn't, not sure what grade in whatever culture it is. And he went six months early. My parents actually gave me a choice of like, do you want to go or not? Because obviously if I was going, I was just going for one year and a year of exams. Um, I decided to go with them. And with my mother, we finished the school year we were in the middle of, and then we joined him later uh, to start the next last year. So I entered the French high school. It was actually French and Japanese high school. So some um, the fluent kids, and usually that were half French, half Japanese, were doing these oh, extra wow. um, options. So they'd have a lot more, a couple of classes in Japanese and a couple in French, and they'd have um, a double diploma, basically in French and in Japanese. I was only in the French one. That was way enough. It was a very, very small high school, especially for the last year. We were only eight kids per class, which is quite crazy. <gasps> wow. It also means, yeah, it's a lot more intense in terms of workload. And it's a little bit of like Japanese style where we had written exams almost every Saturday morning. Your wow. week was pretty long and it also means meant weekends were very short. <laughs> there wasn't that much exploring or traveling just because <laughs> you know, yeah. exams every weekend. Wow. 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 Eight kids. So teacher yeah. would know everything. Everything. <laughs> <But> everyone. <laughs> I mean, so you, you lived in like, so you experienced at a young age, you know, like, mm. You know, when you think about it, like 17, 18 is super young, right? Yeah. And then you live in completely different cultures, right? Mm -hmm. Europe, I mean, like countries in Europe, still very different, but European countries. And then mm -hmm. like Asia and Africa. I mean, like, how, like, how, how much, like, but like, I feel like, you know, as you said, like your parents gave you a choice to, you know, move to Japan with them or not. So you had an option not to go with them, but I like, I had an option. Yeah. But very young, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was like That's the backup true. plan. If I stayed mm -hmm. was to stay at my best friend's place where my, my mom knew his mother very well. We got along very well. So it, it was a safe it would have been a safe place, you know, there was no, it wouldn't have been too much trouble, but I think the separation would have been very hard and there was probably going to be a lot of FOMO. And I decided to go because mm, yeah, you know, true. Like, this is the once in a lifetime. Yeah. Like, I'm probably never going to travel to Japan on my own. So, yeah. you know, just go for it. And it's Tokyo. Wow. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, you know what, like for people who have never moved abroad, you know, it can be very scary, you know, not many people, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, not many people are, you know, it's not very easy for everyone to pack their bags and then let's move no. abroad, let's go somewhere a couple of different, even like moving from like, for example, like, you know, different kind of like province in Canada, for example, oh. or different states in the US, like it's, it's for some people, it's like you're starting from scratch again. Exactly, starting from like your community, your friends group and family, everything is like, it's very scary for for many people. But do you think that like at the age, such a young age, you moved in different continents, basically, in totally different cultures, yeah. do you feel like 
did that experience kind of like build a muscle for you to move different places like a bit easier than other people yeah yeah i didn't completely because i saw i mean I did it each time in sort of that safe bubble, you know, where your parents are managing all the logistics and finding the school and all that. So I wasn't worrying about that. But for sure, seeing that they're capable of doing it and they're capable of doing it with a kid, you know, yeah, <laughs> sort of is that life example that you grow up with where this is possible and people do it and they enjoyed it. You know, I saw my father, mm. I feel like he never wanted to come back to home like even after japan he moved again you know it was <laughs> he loves he yeah, had that like, itch in him <laughs> and i think yeah. they definitely transmitted that itch where you know i was used to traveling i was used to discovering new cultures new ways of life and just seeing these different landscapes tasting different types of foods constantly and yeah. it sort of gave me this curiosity this open mind the fact that you know, South Africa, we had 80 different nationalities in the school. 80? Wow, so that's 80. huge. <gasps> never been in a place with that wow. many. And so I was just used to being surrounded by people from different cultures. And I think I tend to sort of gravitate towards that also today. Mm -hmm. And just connect with people with a bit more of an open mind of us see what's there what they what their culture is like what their values are yeah 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 i feel that yeah i mean like even like when i you know when i when i speak with you and also like other kind of expats or anyone who have experience with living abroad like you know there are more like i find that there we have more similarities like i, I guess yeah. like you know we are so like you know I guess like not afraid of like starting from scratch and then like just go abroad everything's gonna be okay and stuff like that so yeah there's a bit of that adventure yeah exactly 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 okay and then um and then you were in japan and you you moved back to uh paris yeah paris yes so i finished my high school passed my baccalaureate in japan and after that for me it was well, studies in France. I had not applied to any universities in Japan. Uh, in my mind, it was very set. I'm going back to mm. France to follow my studies. And so that's when we had the big, you know, the child leaves home. Uh, mm. only my parents stayed in Japan and I moved to France. Wow. <laughs> so it was a big, big, um, yeah, big separation, big step in my life of yeah i remember that my mom flew me over to france got me settled and yeah i was went from seeing her every day to calling her once a week and seeing her twice <laughs> a year maybe and that was it you know yeah. and the time <laughs> difference as well yeah time difference that's why it was yeah. like only like almost a planned call once a week because time difference yeah exactly like nine, nine hours yeah like mm -hmm. so it's hard plus i was in what we called prep school, class préparatoire, which is, it's an intense high school, basically, you have sort of the same uh, subjects, but they're preparing you for the exams to enter uh, business schools or engineering oh. schools. And it's a very intense two years with 
a lot of exams, uh, nighttime orals, like you finish, you often finish around 8 p.m. There's exa table exams every Monday morning. It's, they're known to be very too intense years where you don't really have much of a life. Wow. Um, so it's, it was also that pressure of the school not having your family surrounding was also a lot harder and you can't just like pick up the phone straight away and you know you're you're constantly calculating wait what time is it um <laughs> how do i call her it was a time where we we didn't have whatsapp yes you know I was oh my gosh yeah skype and <laughs> oh my gosh skype i remember yes now it's so much better right but back it's then it's so much easier now but yeah, back in the days exactly. it was like a lot more complicated <laughs> yeah i bet i bet Wow. So you, you, but you made it that like tough two years. Made it. You no, made I it. I made it. And you know, it's an age where you're also happy that you're taking your independence and yeah. it felt a bit more free also because they were just so far away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I reconnected with these friends I had from high school back in France. Um, that, you know, everyone sort of after after high school, everyone sort of gravitated towards Paris for their studies. So, you know, I mm. have circles of friends again, plus you're at an age where you're studying with people, you make friends very quickly, you meet them, mm. everyone's sort of left home also at the same time. So we're going mm. through similar stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow, cool, cool. And uh, during university, uh, so how, how did it happen? The USA, the United States and UK yeah. and yeah. So after that, I moved into a business school and in business school, you had the option to do a semester abroad and uh, so you listed a couple of countries and um, got whatever you got. <laughs> uh, I'd applied for the US. I got the US in Florida, Jacksonville, and it was a bit of a dream for me. It was the first time going to the US. You know, you've seen yeah. the movies and you're like, I'm finally going. <laughs> you realize that those big red cups are actually the ones that you use constantly at every party and it's not only a movie thing and all that. Oh, I know, I know what you're things. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, because we grew, like for me as well, like I grew up with these yeah. American movies. Like, oh my gosh, I always had this kind of fantasy about like American high school and American university. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, like, you know, all these parties, house parties, like. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there were the house parties, there were the dorms. Um, not a big yeah. fan of the dorm system where you're sharing the same room. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I prefer the separate, but you know, that's how it is. You experimented, you could see that there were the, um, um, the houses, like the Kappa house, the fraternities and all that. Oh my it's gosh, funny yes, to see yes. that all that, this, but you know, it's, it's a real thing and it's part of the culture. So it's, it's fun to experience. and. Wow. Check it out for a few months, at least. <laughs> I didn't have my driver's license though yet, so that was a little bit complicated. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like you're so adventurous because you know, because like for for you, maybe for because you had a choice. Because if you wanted to, because you had an option not to. I guess I don't know if it's mandatory or not, but like you could have just stayed in Europe. I don't know. It it would have been. Oh yeah, easier, I could have. I don't right? think any country yeah. that I put was Europe. I think I put. Seoul, <laughs> the US. Oh, okay. Um, I, mm -hmm. I can't remember what the third one was. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I'd already lived abroad. I'd already been, I don't know how many kilometers away from my parents. <laughs> so it was not something I was afraid of. And again, yeah. we were moving, you know, it was six months. It's pretty short. And it was also like co-organized by the school. You were yeah. set in a university. There was almost like housing planned. It was pretty comfortable. Apart from yeah. the paperwork, there was not much to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. But I, I still find you very brave and adventurous, you know, like I think, you know, uh, but I think you, you kind of built the muscle. Uh, yes. And also like, you know, I find that like, you know, you know, a lot of people, well, in anything like, you know, including living abroad and anything in life, like if we never done it before, it's scary mm. uh, for us because it's uncertain, it's right? Uncertainty. Yeah. yeah. But for you, I guess, like you built the muscle uh, from the young age. And also yes. you, you've seen your parents uh, driving exactly. by living that abroad. Changes. So you're I, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've like, oh, they can do it. in my family. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. So, wow. And then the, uh, and then like, okay, you studied in the U S and then, uh, and then you came back to Paris and then, um, you, you worked briefly in the UK and also yes. you, you moved to Ireland after, and now you're based in, you're back to Paris. I want to talk a little now bit more about that as well, but yeah, but okay. like how, how, like, yeah, tell me more about it. <laughs> So UK, I was still studying and I, I did a sabbatical. We could do a year sabbatical during our studies oh, nice. to do internships. Uh, so it was building up work experience and I did that. I, and I did two six months internship. The first one was in Paris and the second one, um, I did in London because my boyfriend at the time who was in the same business school as me was doing his. Um, he was doing a double degree and so had six months to study in London. So, of course, wow. I declined an interview that I had in Paris, a second interview at Kenzo, because I had a tiny internship <laughs> that I had signed in London in this completely unknown fashion brand. <laughs> Love is beautiful. <laughs> Love is beautiful. We all experienced, you know, that kind of, you know, follow your love you know like especially at a yeah. young age it's like you know not even like regardless of how old you are how old we are like you know when we are in love we always want to you know follow our heart you know yeah it's a beautiful thing i think it's a good good experience always it was a good I experience think, I, I mean the internship <laughs> went fine it was fun i learned a lot they were adorable it, mm -hmm. so you know all in all not the best relationship but the relationship <laughs> was good so <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Hey, at least like the, the company was great. You had a good, you know, internship. Yeah. That's that's what matters. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how <laughs> Ireland? So um, I've never visited Dublin, okay. Ireland. So I've never lived there. Never traveled there. So how's okay? So you. So why did you decide to move to Ireland? Uh, you know, like and then like how, how's life there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it wasn't planned. I I had been living and working in Paris for a couple of years, four years maybe, in the same company, and I was trying to change jobs. I was mm -hmm. just wanted something new. My goal was to I was in sales 
my goal was to move to marketing and it was extremely hard. Um, I don't know if things have changed that much, but in, in Paris, in France, companies tend to copy paste you in the same role um, and HR. So if you don't check all the boxes of what they want, if you're not already working in the same thing, they're not really giving you that opportunity. So I was just not finding something that was working for me. I wasn't able to switch. And I started looking around and suddenly I met this girl who said to me, oh, look at jobs at IBM, there's loads. So I opened her website, I start looking and I look at the jobs in Paris and I find one, open the posting and says, it's actually based in Dublin, but it's for the French market. I'm like, you know what, I'll apply, see what happens. I know Dublin, yeah. it's not that far. It's yeah. the job that went through. <laughs> So there you go. Two months after I applied, I was moving because it was fast. Um, And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is what I need. I was starting to get that itch of should I move? Should I stay? Yeah. So, and Dublin just felt secure because it was close. Like it's an hour and a half flight back to Paris. It's the same back to my parents close to Bordeaux. I knew the city. I mean, I hadn't been in 15 years, but you know, I knew the city. Yeah, <laughs> I made exactly. contacts. And I had a couple of friends from France, from Paris and from my studies who had actually moved and were working there. So it was going with already a little bit of a circle. And indeed, when I moved straight away, I actually settled in with one of my best friends. We'd did a house sharing together. He wanted to change apartments, so the timing was great, and we just moved in together straight away. So mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, wow. there there was a circle. There was support system already mm-hmm. already there. Then the city itself, Dublin, is quite small. It's it's cute. You know, there's a good vibe. It's people go out a lot. They're very, very chatty there's music in the pubs and all that and then it's a whole it's it's very international um which i didn't realize until i moved a second time is there are a lot a lot of europeans from france from germany from spain italy because you have all of silicon valley is basically in dublin so all the big american tech companies like microsoft ibm tiktok well tiktok is chinese sorry but um Pinterest, Facebook, Google, everyone's there and they put their European headquarters for mm. tax reasons and yeah. they're recruiting <laughs> sales and account managers for the European countries. So Spanish, Italian, French, German, Nordics, name it, they're there. So there's a huge expat community, pretty wow. young and like the I don't know, 25 to mid thirties. So there's this very, it's very energetic, at least in yeah. the tech world. It's a bit of a bubble, you know, where everyone knows mm. someone at LinkedIn, Google, and they- Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's a bit of this, yeah, small mm. bubble. You always meet, you get to meet people very quickly in the companies also. So it's, it's easy to blend in and to make friends. Oh, wow, that's good. Very quickly. 
um, then it is also a place of passage. You know, people tend to stay two, three years. If they've passed the five, you know, it feels like, okay, they're here forever. It's <laughs> part of that also. Got it, got it. Because like, you know, uh, a lot of people, like even when I was young as well, like uh, when I think of like Europe, oh, especially Western Europe, where like Europe, oh, the countries, all the countries in Europe might be similar. <laughs> but actually, actually like France, like versus Germany are so different. And so France, different. Ireland, so different. UK, France, so different. Yeah. So right, Every, like all the countries in Europe, it's not the same, uh, right? No. So. Yeah, what what from your experience because you lived a good number of years in Ireland and also you know Paris and France as well. In terms of like you know I don't know like work culture or anything like social mm. life, what are some of the uh, the main difference? Would you say work culture? I think Ireland is definitely more relaxed. Um, it's a bit more chill. The hours aren't as long. You tend to finish earlier especially on Fridays it's almost official for everyone finishes an hour earlier on a Friday you know if it's mm -hmm. usually 5 or 6 p.m it'll be 4 or 5 p.m um there's a big Arden has a big drinking culture yeah beer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know the colleagues go out they go to the pub together nice. um there's mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of part partying um versus France I think it's a bit stricter, stricter on time hours. You you tend to start a little bit later, but you finish later also. Like six is the earliest, and in some companies it may go on a little bit more, and it might be frowned upon if you leave work early in a way. Um, that's going to be one of the big differences, I think. I think they might say things a bit more directly in France versus in France than Ireland. Oh, Ireland then it depends on the culture of your manager <laughs> because he has different <laughs> cultures. That's um, so true. That is so true. I feel uh -huh. like the the Irish aren't very direct. They're, they the Irish don't necessarily deal with confrontation very well and they don't necessarily like it so they're a bit surprised when the europeans you know go in full on of no we're not doing that we don't agree we hate it and plus they're american companies so there's a bit of this culture of oh it's yeah. amazing versus yeah. us in europe we're like no this is <laughs> no and if it's great you know we won't say it we'll just say when things are bad, but we won't necessarily <laughs> say, oh, that's a great idea, even though we think it, you know? <laughs> There's a bit of that. <laughs> yes. No, you know, well, now I think about it because like all the Irish friends that I have, I don't think they're very direct, you know? Like, I, I get that. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, everything's fine. Everything is grand and it's very surface. What I find is the Irish, it's hard to actually make friends with them because they stay on surface level, a lot of chit chat, a lot of small talk, but you don't necessarily get into that deep conversation. No deep conversation. And, mm. No, or friendship. And wow. I think in work, it's a little bit of the same that transpires. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I actually do have quite a number of French uh, friends. Uh, I, I, by the way, I love Paris and I love I, I love the language. I try to learn like for six months. I've 
failed it miserably because it's of hard. the pronunciation. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> but like the the things about what, what I love about like you know French culture and the, the the friendship that I have with French people is that the conversation and I love that like mm. you know some like directness. I love it. Like some people love it. Some people <laughs> ooh <laughs> too direct. But I like it. I like it. I think uh you know and that I feel like you know French people when they say something they really mean it right so it's not like yeah, yeah. so I-, I like that i like that so i ireland friends different <laughs> different culture different. different i mean there's nice things to take in bows but they're different mm. for sure <laughs> for sure for sure and uh just a couple more questions uh so now you're back in paris so how do you how do yes. you feel you know, coming back to Paris because, like, you obviously spend more time in Paris, and you know, you went to like high school and university, and also you know, work there as well. But like, you spent like quite a number of years in Ireland as well. Do you feel like Paris is your home base, or like, how do you how do you do you feel like you you're you're back home? Yeah, yeah, I do feel like I'm back home. Um, I mean. Yeah, I like the vibe of this city where there's always something to do. There's a lot of culture and it's a pretty city. You know, you walk around oh. and that's something I lacked a little bit in, in Dublin of just a cultural aspect and walking around and seeing these nice buildings. There's not that many there. The city is quite small. Um, so that's something I enjoy and, you know, people go out on terraces and sit outside. It's something that wasn't really possible in Ireland, one, because of weather, but the infrastructure wasn't necessarily there. I've heard things have changed since COVID also, where they started making a little bit more, but it's more of a city where you go inside into a pub and things are dark versus Paris, you know, you sit outside and you, you watch people go by and live their life and you cycle mm. around and yeah I, I enjoy that that vibe that atmosphere and yeah there's just something about it then it can yeah. be a little bit it can be a bit of a stressful city like any sort of big city in which you're working and where you know you have your transit your transport it's always a little bit noisy a little bit crowded a lot more than Dublin where you could get out into the countryside very quickly because it's small and it's by the sea. Getting out of Paris is a lot harder. It takes more time, you know, it's a lot more time in transport, which is a bit messy sometimes. So that can get onto you a little bit. Um, I mean, I know I enjoy the city because I'm able to get out of the city every, I know, three to four weeks, go back to my parents or go to my boyfriends in the countryside. So there's these options that make me just come back down and then yeah, recharge and come back to the city with this energy and just enjoy it fully where there's so many restaurants I want to try and bars yeah. and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can always be on the lookout for a concert, a theater, mm-hmm. whatever. There's always something which is really enjoyable. Then... It's also a city where I feel like you have to plan with people. I, it's you have to, sorry? Dublin, you have to plan ahead. To oh, yeah. That's a little bit of the 
downside versus Ireland. Ireland, everyone lived really close by one to the other. So you'd pick up your phone and like, oh, I'm by your place. Or it was easy, you know, don't plan two weeks in advance for a brunch. Paris, you know, it's a little bit harder. (laughs) People have agendas. And maybe it's also an age thing where you know, everyone's starting to settle, have kids, so it's it's harder to be spontaneous. Uh, I sort of miss that spontaneous thing of you know. Oh, interesting, interesting. Do you do you feel like you know? Uh, is it also part of the culture thing? Because like, for example, when I when I live in in the Netherlands for the first time. A lot of people actually told me the same, told me this one as well, but like to make an appointment with like Dutch friends, like there's a calendar, like you have to book like two weeks in advance or something like that. Yeah, it's, well, I don't, I'm not generalizing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's part of the culture, but I I think it might be something that it's a big city. um, Mm -hmm. And yeah people plan dinners you know and things like that so restaurants more and more you sort of need a booking now which is a little bit got it a lot a lot it's more of a paris thing i guess like yeah there are many people people are busy they have like busy life so you kind of like need to schedule i feel like new york might be a little bit of the same thing you know Mm -hmm. it's a big city Mm -hmm. for transport to go from one place to the other and Mm -hmm. waiting lists in some restaurants might be a little bit of that got it got it well we've already chatted like for more than 40 like about 40 (laughs) minutes now so i'm gonna wrap up very soon uh just a couple questions yeah i definitely wanted to chat a little bit like more about your pockets but like can you tell us like uh because like a lot of our listeners are you know both aspiring expats who want to move a road and also a current expat so yeah like what's your podcast name and like who is it for yeah tell me more about your podcast yeah, so it's called Meet the Expats. I created it three years ago when I came back from Dublin a little bit brutally. Um, and basically, I COVID hit, you know, I moved back to France suddenly and I realized, wait, this is the end of my expat life. Oh. I don't want to leave the international place like this. Um, and so, you know, I... I, I had just been laid off with the whole situation of COVID, worked in events and stuck at home at my parents. What do I do? And podcast was a format that I liked and I wanted to keep that connection with internationals. So that's how oh, it wow. came to me. And I started very quickly. So it's one of those COVID podcasts. <laughs> COVID babies. Hey, but you made that's it mine. true. No... You, yeah, you made it true. You I made it like, through. Two, uh, three years. Yeah. Oh. Three years, yeah, over wow. three years now, um, mm. and yeah, I interview just like you expats from all over the world, and they share their stories of why they moved, what was hard, what they enjoyed, what changed. They always give a little bit of their recommendations in the city and their expat song. Of course, that's my little nostalgia uh, touch. I, was, I, I love it, like all the, uh, the your the three questions you ask at the end. I love that, and then like. <laughs> Your voice is so like calm and soothing. It's a perfect podcast to listen to when you go for a walk. Hmm, let me. And then like you have like such a diverse guest as well. Like someone yeah, lives in Spain, someone very, lives in yeah, like very very diverse. Very so like yeah. So whenever I listen to their story, I feel like oh, I'm already there. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, they, uh, it's they really... make you travel a lot. Yeah, we try to have a bit of a different angle. So there's. A v- 
variety of topic between like making friends, learning a language, going on a road trip, being a digital nomad, where um, someone even talked about their IVF, you know, so it's, it's very different. Oh, wow. There's something for everyone that can sort of resonate of when either you're about to move or you've already moved and you're struggling, you'll find someone that has the same type of struggles for sure. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, I, yeah, definitely check it out. I, I love her podcast. So, so yeah. So, okay, the last question. So, I asked this yes. question to uh, you know all our guests. So, do you? It's a big question. Uh, so, do you have a life mantra? <laughs> <laughs> I think you've already said it. It's it's this. Just be adventurous. Mm. Try, go for it. And a lot of my friends have said, do you have this sort of or a bit of that wild card where <laughs> they can put out a random question and I'll just be, yeah, go for it. Go for um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many tickets have I booked during a party after two drinks, you know? <laughs> hey, I, it, everyone needs that kind of friend. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> now is the time. You'll see later. <laughs> Just go and think after. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Wow. I love that. <laughs> the adventures. I mean, your whole life journey proves that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so good. I love it. Okay. So we're wrapping up now. Um, where, where can people find your podcast? Where, where people can connect with you? Yeah. Sure. So the podcast is on every platform. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, um, Spotify, Deezer for the Frenchies, SoundCloud. Ooh. It's all over. And you can connect on Instagram. It's called Meet the Expats. Very simple. God, God it sounds good. Anything that you want to add before we wrap up? I mean, it was a pleasure to be here and uh, be on the other side again. <laughs> it's great sharing the story with you, Lucy. It's good exercise. I like it. You're a great, a great guest. I really enjoyed talking Thanks. to you. And uh, I hope to see you one day in person, yeah. maybe in Paris. I, I don't know. Who knows where? Paris, Canada. <laughs> Canada. Canada. Life takes us. <laughs> With great right. pleasure. I'd love to. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and Thank yeah, you if so anyone's in Paris and wants either tips or to have a coffee, feel free to to reach out. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I'll link everything down in the show notes. So uh check it out. Uh thank you so much, Pauline. Thank you. Talk soon. Thank you for joining us this week. Hope you learned something new from this episode and now you are motivated and fired up to make your dream come true. Make sure to share with others who might need to listen to this podcast because this is something they needed to listen to to be inspired. We never know. Lastly, be sure to subscribe and follow Self Made Express with Lucy John on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for being here.